The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum to all listeners and viewers. Welcome to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host for today, Suleiman Rafiq, and this show is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on Thursday, the 9th of May at 6 p.m., reaching listeners in Luton and surrounding areas, as well as via the Inspire FM website. As this is our first show in Ramadan, let me take the opportunity to wish everyone a Ramadan Mubarak. If you are listening to this show on Sunday or any other Thursday, then it is a repeat. If you prefer to watch as well as listen, you can view us on Facebook. All you have to do is go to the Inspire FM Facebook page and click on our live link. So, as you will know, we cover different health-related topics each week, and today we will be covering long-term conditions, with a focus in the first half on stroke, and in the second half, we will be focusing more on cancer. So, this is a live show, and the reason we do it live is to allow you to get in touch, and you can do this by text or WhatsApp on 777 Four, sorry, 0777-948-1822. That number again, 0777-948-1822. Uh, I'm delighted to say we've got four guests in the studio who have given up their time uh, to be with us. We really appreciate that, so thank you. Uh, before I introduce our guests and go into detail on the topic, uh, just a bit of a reflection on the last few weeks we spent quite a bit of time in relation to uh, preparing for Ramadan and um, ensuring that we're having the healthiest Ramadan we can and we had uh, colleagues from Total Wellbeing who were talking to us about the importance of having plenty of fruit and vegetables uh, and particularly trying to drink as much water as you can uh, to stay hydrated so why not let us know how you're getting on with that Uh, you know have you been able to avoid some of the uh, salt fried food uh, that is often had during this time or have you been quite good in that sense let us know by text or whatsapp on 0777-948-1822 so let's get on with today's show and particularly i'd like to introduce my good friend my old friend <laughs> and uh, friend of the community uh kishore kishore could you introduce yourself your role and a bit about your organization hello i'm kishore kaylor and i work as a stroke sport coordinator for stroke association and stroke association provides specialist support Uh, For the stroke survivor, we fund critical research and campaign to make sure people affected by stroke get the very best care to rebuild their lives. And we got an office here in Luton at Tomlinson Avenue uh, in the intermediate care home. And as as a stroke association sport coordinator, we do a lot of different things. We help 
to focus on health promotion and stroke prevention, working directly with the members of the public, share health promotion messages and raise awareness of stroke, including how to prevent a stroke and the effects of stroke. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you very much for, for giving up your time. And also, we, we do uh, may make May Purple Month. And in this month, we promote the awareness uh, of the stroke. And also, we do a step out for stroke. And this year, it's arranged in Warden Park at 7th of July. And uh, I urge my Asian friends, please come and show your colored faces. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the rest of the people that uh, we are here. And a uh, couple of years ago, we done. We had a very good response from the Luton community, and we will raise a lot of money for the Stroke Association. So I request all the listeners, please do come and support the Stroke Association on 7th of July at Warden Park, about 11 to 12 in the morning, yeah? Fantastic. No, sorry, change now, due to your walk there, and come there about half past one. Half okay? past one, yeah? Yeah, thank that's, you. That's yeah. much easier, I think. Yeah. 7th of July, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, half past one, that sounds yeah. great. Uh, Natalie, could you just introduce yourself and your role? Of course I can. Hi, I'm Natalie. Um, I'm the Senior Health Specialist um, for the Long-Term Conditions Programme in the Total Wellbeing Service. Um, I specialise in stroke rehabilitation, um, also respiratory conditions and also chronic pain management. Um, we deliver anything from group sessions to one-to-one sessions, um, depending on what the participants' uh, needs are and what support that they will need. And... Make sure they improve a better quality of life, really, through our training. Great, fantastic. And Sarah? Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. Um, I'm the Health Specialist Manager for Long-Term Conditions at Total Wellbeing. Um, in case you don't know what Total Wellbeing is, we are the first integrated service of the UK, um, supporting people's physical and emotional and social needs. Through programmes such as social prescription, exercise and referral, our long-term condition programmes, we offer free health checks, um, and as part of our uh, long-term condition programmes, the conditions we work with um, are cardiac, um, respiratory, MS, dementia, mental health, um, cancer, which we'll be talking to a, bit, a little bit later, and also, obviously, stroke. Great. So there's not much you don't cover. No. <laughs> We're helping everyone. We're helping everyone. <laughs> if you need help in relation to your health, contact <laughs> our well-being. Absolutely. And finally, David. Salam alaikum. Kefal hal to you all. I hope oh. you're having a good Ramadan. Uh, my name is David Foster. I'm 71, a retired person, and I attend one of the many programmes that are run by Macmillan and Active Luton. And I will tell you more about that later. Thank Fantastic. You. Look, look forward to hearing more about that. <coughs> we'll look forward to hearing more about that. So, Kishore, you mentioned uh, in relation to the Stroke Association, and um, I believe this is... Uh, make May Purple Month. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, this this is the month we do uh, ask uh, our supporters to wear uh, purple color T-shirts and raise awareness in their groups, in their communities, and raise money for the Stroke Association. And that's that's make. May uh, purple. 
Great. That's the idea, yeah. Yeah. And raise awareness in the communities about the stroke. Great. And um, Sarah, I think there's an event planned coming up at the end of the month. Is that right? There is. I shall let Natalie tell you a little bit uh, about go that. For it. Um, so, yes, in aid, like Kishore said, in aid of Stroke Awareness Month, um, we will be holding on Tuesday the 28th our Stroke Awareness event up at our Inspire Centre in Stopsley. Um, we'll be having a mixture of different services from the community coming over, giving some talks about what the organisation can offer and support um, stroke survivors and also we can have a bit of activities and mini games and challenges so it's hopefully going to be a, quite a good turnout and event and again if any of you know anybody who suffered a stroke or would benefit from coming to our event the more the welcome so please 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 guys come along if you can that'd be fantastic great 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 so just remind us again the day and the time on tuesday the 28th at 1 till 4 30 up at inspire up at stopsley fantastic it sounds great so as i say listeners this is uh your show we do it live for a reason and that's so you can get in touch so why not do that and you can do so by calling or text or whatsapp us on 0777 that number again 0777 so, Kishore, can you just explain in really simple terms, what exactly is a stroke? Stroke is just like a brain attack. It happens when the blood supply to part of your brain cuts off. Someone in the UK has stroke every five minutes, and it's fourth biggest killer and the leading cause of disability. Okay. And um, how common is it in the UK? It's very common, and uh, it's very common in South Asian people. And uh, even if the uh, white people, we get more than 10 years uh, before them, the stroke. If the white person is 10, 70 years, even in 50 to 60 years in South Asian people, mm. we do get the stroke, yeah. Right, so it's much yeah. uh, higher frequency. Yeah, very much higher. Mm. And um, a lot of people might have heard around the Act Fast uh, concept, and I know there was a lot of like TV adverts uh, a few years ago. Um, can you just remind people what, what you mean when you say Act Fast? Uh, fast is... Uh, the. You, the FAST test helps you spot the signs of stroke. For F stands for face. Can the person smile? Has their face fallen on one side? Uh, A stands for arm. Can, they, can the person raise both arms and keep them there? And uh, S stands for speech. Speech problem. Can the person speak clearly and understood what you say? Is there a speech slurred and T time? As soon as you see those signs, uh, please ring the 999 uh, and tell the symptoms. And then you get a special ambulance which takes you to the straight forward to the stroke treatment. It starts from the as soon as the symptoms are uh, picked up and they start treating from there onward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's yeah. You're going to have a guy trying to translate that for us? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hindi mein, baat ye hai ke humare logon ko ye pata nahi hai. Jab face kisi ka, jaise bolte hai ke teda ho gaya. 
उल्टा हो थोड़ा टेल्ट जाए तो वो ख्याल रखना चाहिए और जब कोई बात करता है तो बात क्लियर नहीं आ रही वो थथला रहा है तो दैट्स दैट्स अ सेकंड साइन और जो आर्म है जो उनकी जो बाजू है वो नहीं उठा सकते ऊपर तो दैट्स द टेस्ट एज वेल सो ऐसो जब ये साइन मिले तो 999 डाल करो तो ये बताओ एम्बुलेंस वालों को तो स्पेशल एम्बुलेंस आती है तो वो तभी से उनका ट्रीटमेंट जो है वो शुरू हो जाता है वो उसको ट्रीटमेंट शुरू करना देना शुरू कर देते हैं घर से जब उठाते हैं तो स्पेशल वार्ड है स्टोक एलएनडी में वहाँ जो लेकर जाते हैं पहाड़ी फैमिलीज पाकिस्तानी फैमिली पंजाबी फैमिली गुजराती फैमिली वी ऑल अंडरस्टैंड वी गॉट सम सॉर्ट ऑफ साइन सम सॉर्ट ऑफ वर्ड एंड वी कैन कन्वे Our self to each other. Right, so I really appreciate you doing that. I put you on the spot there, but it was it was hopefully helpful. Um, just coming on to the total well-being, guys. Can you just explain a little bit about how does your service help someone after they've had a stroke? Yeah, sure. Um, so most uh, stroke uh, survivors would have gone through a form of uh, physio. Uh, treatment either at the hospital or home-based, and we're that sort of integration, sort of transition phase from where they've completed um, their physio treatment from the hospital, and then integrating them into the community services. Um, Uh, such as in our gym, for example. Um, obviously, there's many, many benefits through exercise. Um, people are a. We try to obviously enable them to get more independence and mobility. Um, this then also then leading them to basically getting more of their life back um, through our service. Great. And if you had any particular case studies that you'd like to kind of touch on that you've um, seen, well, I was going to say that we've had so many fantastic outcomes. Mm. It's kind of hard to choose one. We've had, um, uh, we have had one chap who's been with us for about four years now, and um, he's now got to the point where he doesn't have to use his wheelchair or any walking aids. Um, he's also now got to the point where he's near enough got that complete. Mm. Mobility back, and mm. um, with the odd restriction, but he's also now able to play more with his grandkids, and he's able to get out and shop more. And you know, his moods are a lot better as well. He's not as lethargic, you know, not as low. So mm. he's he's come a long yeah. way, mm. a long way. And very few people can go back to the original state of health where they were, mm. but some can recover to. Mm. To very good extent, sure. Yeah, and they can near enough uh, live a good life. Mm. What they were used to, but not hundred percent. Sure, no. there is always some sort of sign, definitely or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're just yeah. there just to help en- enhance yeah. that yeah. ability. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in t- in order to aid that recovery, some of the things, some of the exercises and things that you support with aid that extra recovery in comparison to someone that wouldn't do that. Definitely. Yeah, fantastic. So, how would someone who's had a stroke then, if someone's listening or has a family member that's had a stroke, how would they? What's the best way of engaging with the service? Do oh, they, they can get in touch with our um, total wellbeing service either through our website um, or email, um, t- which is the total wellbeing uh, Luton dot org. Uh, the telephone number is zero three hundred triple five. 
4152. This can be a self-referral, someone can refer on behalf of them, or it can be from any hospital services. Um, anyone, can, uh, anyone who's previously had a stroke going through recovery at the moment, any stage, we accept any referrals on our programme. Fantastic. So you don't have to be referred by a health professional. You can self-refer if you if if, if, if you feel you need to. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you had it 50 years ago or you had it the you know few few weeks ago. Yeah. Like I said, anyone can anyone who's unfortunately experienced yeah. a stroke is welcome onto our program. So that's quite interesting that even if someone's had it quite a while ago, it's still worth getting in touch. Most definitely, like, yes, because of like Kishore said, unfortunately, because mm. um, everyone's unique, everyone only build up to a certain level of recovery. Yeah. And um, long-term wise, as we all know, the benefits of long-term um, benefits of exercise, mm. everybody can benefit. It's also really important to stay active after you've had a stroke, so to prevent having another one as well. So kind of preventing reoccurrence is really important. So leading a healthy lifestyle and staying active really helps reduce the risk of that. And um, just asking Kishore in terms of, obviously prevention is better than cure. And so you mentioned earlier around how particularly this like 10 year earlier kind of statistic. Um, Can strokes be prevented? Yeah, it, it is preventable. It can be prevented. There are uh, two key things you can do are to regularly get checked your blood pressure and uh, atrial fibrillation. And both high blood pressure and AF are conditions that can ca- easily go undetected. So you can have them and not be aware. The tests are quick and painless and you can either took at our website stroke.org.uk or try to go to your GP yeah mm. yeah so that's something that you should those are the main kind of things you should uh, keep an eye on yeah high blood blood pressure mm. and uh, uh, the AF and also you should avoid less um, uh, not too much salt Mm. Short cause blood pressure as well. Yeah. So short uh, should be controlled as well. And that's something yeah. we have. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it is very common. That's something we have to uh, I can give you a very good example. Please do. Four or five years ago, I went yeah. to see a lady uh, who had a stroke. She was lying on a bed and she called somebody. From the other room, a girl came with some pot and a glass of water. Mm. And when I was talking to her son, and she gave her something, and she had in her mouth and drink um, a glass of water, and the girl went back. After another ten minutes, she coughed again, and she called the the girl came again, and I couldn't resist to ask. I say, can you tell me what is that you giving? Mm. She said it's salt. Right. She was you to t- t- take pinch of salt and uh, on your tongue and drink with the. I said that's the reason mm. she had a stroke because she was so slim, thin, lying in the bed, and the the, the guy, the son of the woman, mm. who I was talking to, he said, "I've been telling my family, but nobody listens to me. Mm. I'm the only one." who tell them these things that they don't listen and mm. they don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a true story. I still yeah. got the face yeah. of that woman in, in front of me. Yeah. She was slim like anything, but she was taking salt, mm. just like that. 
handful like finger yeah. drink water and that's it yeah 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 so salt is the so salt the, reducing salt in the foods that we're food, having yes um is, is one of the other ways that we can reduce the risk of strokes yes and your weight and uh, keep active that's mm-hmm. why the active look yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we should yeah just get out mm. go for walks and make this a daily routine that don't find excuses not to do anything but find excuses to do uh, little walks and uh, go to the garden wherever you try to do some walks don't wait for cars and lift mm. yeah that's especially now the weather's getting better so no know. even if the weather is a bit dull but make sure yeah <laughs> make sure go for yeah Kishore's hardcore, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also now, Ramadan is there. Yes. And people will be saying, oh, I'm starving, yeah. uh, fasting. Yeah. But when come the evening time, mm. then look to how much you eat. Yeah. So it's better to eat sensibly. Yeah. Very sensibly. Yeah. And avoid the fried food, mm. the spaghetti and the mm. smoothies and things. Mm. And go for small portion, which is a healthy portion. Yeah. fruit and salads and things like that fantastic yeah yeah so that's good advice there and can i just ask in terms of are there any other um kind of high risk groups you mentioned um south asians being at high risk yes south asians are already at the high risk mm. yeah and some south asian background may be more likely to carry weight around their waist right and smoke and not get enough exercise so which can all increase the chances of developing medical condition linked to stroke such as high blood pressure and heart disease and there may be a generic link that makes people in this ethnic group more likely to have a stroke mm. so it's important to understand your own risk factors as well so that's the main region for us Correct. generic as well in the south asian people i think it there it's where the districts we are born back home and the, the some districts are more higher at risk compared to the other area mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and um can i ask um, sarah and natalie just in relation to through the work that you've done what kind of effects uh, on a person is there after having a stroke oh many many um Uh, for example, um, employment, yeah. depending on um, the severity of your stroke, um, we've had some uh, stroke survivors who've been able to get slowly back into work, taking you know uh, certain steps to getting back in bit by bit, and exercise helped them get to that point. Um, again, there are many other things that can be affected, um, like your daily life. Obviously, you, you might not have the ability to wash, clean yourself and so forth. Um, and these are the type of services we want to bring to my stroke event, should we say. So our stroke event on the 20, Tuesday the 28th. Um, so people who have suffered strokes can access things like these. Mm. Um, because there are many, many things that are affected after having stroke. Even with family and friends, yeah. um, we find can be quite a bit of... Um, there's a lot of survivors who find that they're a bit of a burden to their family and friends. And there's a lot of emotional um, effects as well yeah, sure. from having strokes. So it's Absolutely. a... Yeah. And also... We have a working a stroke group. Uh, we meet every 
third Friday of the month, there come some people who had stroke and they are a bit clever and they are still managing their business, although there is some disability, but still they are doing their businesses as usual and try to keep control and earning their lives in that group. There are some very clever people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are managing the effects of the stroke. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's like we were saying earlier, we're quite fortunate here in Luton and, and England generally in terms of the amount of services that are available to people. And yes, it's just about yeah. accessing that um, through the different means that are available. Um, Kishore, I think people have appreciated, I've seen some messages here, people have appreciated your, your Hindi. So can you just uh, touch on in terms of we have 50 seconds until the ad break, mm. just in regards to how can stroke be prevented, just very quickly. Uh, salt come khao, red meat bhi come khao, apne bait pe control karo, uh, exercise pe jao, to ye sab kuch ho sakta hai. Okay. Uh, keep and uh, b- think before you uh, eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, don't keep eating. Pele <laughs> burn your calorie. Okay. Calorie burn karo, fair food go on karo. Kisha, we need you on every week, man. You, you, I you, can you, come you, every week. We need you on every week. We've only got 20 seconds to People the who want to talk to me, they can come to Blender <laughs> Medical Center as well. We do exercise there. there or any mosque or anybody who want to do exercise group, they can get in touch with me. Fantastic. And uh, we can start a group. Appreciate that. We're yeah. going to be back after this very short advert break. Yeah. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. Uh, I am your host, Suleiman Rafiq. And for the first half of today's show, we've been discussing uh, stroke. And for the second half of today's show, we will be focusing on other long-term conditions and particularly focusing in on cancer. So just to remind everyone, this program is broadcasting live today on Thursday, the 9th of May from the studios of Inspire FM. For anyone listening that missed the first half of the show, I'm just going to ask our guests to reintroduce themselves. Uh, David, can I start with you? Yeah, sure. I'm David Foster, 71 years old, and one of the participants in the exercise programmes that are run by Macmillan Active Luton. Thank you. I'm Sarah. I'm the Health Specialist Manager for Total Wellbeing, and I work with a team uh, working with long-term conditions. Hi, I'm Natalie, and I'm part of the long-term conditions team um, under Sarah. And I specialise in stroke rehab, respiratory and chronic pain management. And I'm Kishore Kaylor from Stroke Association in Luton. And you can always ring our helpline for the stroke, which is 0303 Fantastic. Thank you very much all for giving up your time this evening to be with us. Um, The reason we do this show live is to allow people to engage. So why not do that? And you can do that by calling us on 01582-481822. Otherwise, you can call, uh, sorry, you can text or WhatsApp us on 0779481822. That number again, 0779481822. 
so we're moving on now to talk about long-term conditions and um, Sarah can you just touch on exactly what is a long-term condition yeah, sure. A long-term uh, condition is usually usually a chronic health problem that requires ongoing um, support either by a health specialist or medication. Um, some of the time it's not curable, but it is treatable through these sort of services, so ongoing help and support over a period of months or, or even years. Great. And can you just like, give us some examples of those? Um, yes, yeah, so some examples that we work with. Um, we work with uh, people that have been diagnosed with cancer, um, both curative and palliative. Um, we work with stroke patients, as we've touched on today. Um, we also work with people with um, mental health diagnosis, such as anxiety, stress, depression, PTSD, things like that. Um, we also work with respiratory, so chronic asthma, COPD, bronchitis, um, and then we also work with um, sort of neurological conditions like MS, Parkinson's, um, uh, other conditions such as such as those. And we offer sort of one-to-one support um, at any of our active Luton centres um, with our specialist team. Um, so we have a twelve-week support. Um, and we also offer our own health class timetable as well for just just for people with with long term conditions. Fantastic, and um, you mentioned in terms of like the power of exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously that's quite a wide range of different conditions. Can you just touch on exactly? why exercise is so helpful in relation to some of those clinical conditions? Yeah, so um, exercise can, when you've been diagnosed with a condition, um, you might feel a little bit sort of helpless or kind of what do I do now? So exercise is something that you can do for yourself and um, kind of take back control of your life um, after a diagnosis. So it gives you the best possible quality of life depending on your current situation. Um, it's not just excellent for your physical health it's obviously really good for your emotional and social health as well you get out there you meet new people that are going through the similar things to your similar situation as yourself Um, and it can also for your emotional health it promotes all kinds of changes in the brain including neural growth um, reduced inflammation and new activity patterns that promote feelings of calm and well-being through the release of um, endorphins which is our feel-good chemicals (laughs) Um, in terms of long-term conditions it actually helps reduce the rate of disease Um, so for example our respiratory um, conditions it really helps slow down the rate of disease um, through exercising and keeping fit and having an active sort of lifestyle and also prevents that helps prevent reoccurrence as well so it's really really important to sort of stay as active as you can fantastic and how can people with uh, some of the conditions you've mentioned engage with uh, total well-being? Um, so we've got um, we have got our own uh, website address. So that's totalwellbeingluton.org. <clears throat> so you can self-refer onto that. Just log onto the website, um, and then there's a, a really easy step-by-step process that you can um, self-refer yourself on there. Um, we also have really great partnerships and relationships with the hospital and GPs, so um, if you're interested in any of our programmes, pop along to your GP or your nurse if you're, if you're under any um, primary care, and you can we'll, they'll happily refer you to our services as well. Great. And so I want to kind of home in now on um, a particular long-term condition, um, namely cancer, <laughs> and just understanding from a kind of um, patient perspective, how does, how does the programme work? David, can I bring you in? Yeah, sure. Um, 
Well, if I do a little bit of my history first, if yeah. that would be good Please. for you. Um, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer in March 2015. And by September 2015, I'd actually finished my treatment and sent uh, home to uh, recuperate. And I did think to myself, what do I do now? Um, well, fortunately for me, I was contacted by Sarah and offered a place on one of the programmes. And they do so many different programmes. It's There's swimming, there's tai chi, there's uh, badminton. Have we got badminton? And there's gym work, which is what I chose. I yep. chose gym work because that's the sort of thing that I would like to have done. Um, and after having a questionnaire um, to make sure that Sarah understood my existing fitness levels, then she knew how to design a program which would suit my level of fitness, which was quite poor at the time, actually. Um, when I first went along to the gym session, I did stand outside the door thinking, have I made a big mistake? Because I'm normally just a person that does my own thing. Sure. I don't belong to any groups or clubs. And I did think maybe I should go home. But I didn't. I went in and everybody that was in there was smiling, happy, happy to see me. Pulled me into the group. Quan, you'll enjoy it today. And afterwards, we have a coffee morning, and if someone's having a birthday, we have some cakes, and we will have a chat about our lives and what's going on. Which, besides the um, sort of physical exercise, there's also a social side to it. And it sort of pulls you into this massive group of people who some of them are so inspiring because they've had a lot worse to them cancer than my prostate cancer that you, you can't help but be humbled and realise there is life after cancer and if you don't do something about it then you'll just sit there moping and become a couch potato and let life run you instead of you running your life. But for the gentleman out there I think um, it's important to understand some of the symptoms mm. of prostate cancer yeah. because I didn't know them. But the first main one that occurred to me was getting up to go to the toilet at night two or three times during the night, disturbing everybody's sleep in the house. So they were soon getting very fed up with me. The other one is actually being caught short, having to rush to go to the toilet. When I'm out somewhere, I'm driving and having to find somewhere to go to the toilet. And eventually my wife just had enough and said, you've got to go to the doctor. And I went to the doctor and he um, did his tests on me and uh, sent me then for a blood test and I had some other tests after that which actually came back saying yes you've got prostate cancer and um, again that caused quite a bit of concern in the family uh, they all broke down crying and it, mm. oh, this was and it, it's not the end prostate cancer is not the end um, and it's well four years now and the things that have happened to me in that time is I'm so much fitter than I ever was. I've lost over two stone by the impetus of this program. Um, and the great thing about the team that we're with, we have qualified trainers who look at what your abilities are and adapt each training program to your ability. And it's not about being the best in that program. It's about being the best at your own capabilities. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's... Uh, 
Sarah spoke about all these different things that happen in your brain, but the endorphins and everything, and it, it does. It's like being on a legal high. After you've done an hour's training and you come down and then you have a coffee and then you even feel more, <laughs> more up in the air. And, I, and you go down and my wife said, well, what's wrong with you? And I get home. Get the garden mode. <laughs> sure. So, you, I mean, that's, um, so that was four years ago. Yeah. And you're still, with, you're still maintaining with the programme? Yeah, you're still I'm still with the programme. Um, I also go to an, uh, a gym twice a week besides that. Mm. I've actually got my wife going to the gym. Uh, funny, I've just been talking to Sarah before we came on air, and we actually said, uh, looking at the ratio of people, there are more women on the exercise programme than men. Mm. Now, you men out there have got to realise that there is this life after death, uh, you know, cancer, and just come along and put yourself forward. You won't regret it. Mm. I say I've lost over two stone in that four-year period, which helps in the other side of the stroke because it reduces your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's really interesting that you've um, you're, you're you're explaining that from an angle of from someone who's experienced it personally, mm. and I think that makes it a really powerful message um, to any men who are listening to this mm. and need to get in touch. It's, and get some I think support. the first thing you've got to get over is the embarrassment of going to the doctor. Mm. Uh, I'm not a big man, but mm. men, I've got that feeling. Of, you know, I'm not, you know, it's embarrassing to go to the doctor. Say, yeah, uh, you know, I sometimes can't hold a, going to the toilet or mm. getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I wasn't drinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so there's no reason for it. Yeah. Can you just explain in relation to um, obviously when you when you were diagnosed, you mentioned that um, that was in the summertime, and then. Um, the treatment that you had and what what that kind of right. was it, like. I think um, for the first thing was your blood pressure test, well, blood pressure, PSAs. So they take some of your blood and they send it off to be tested for PSA, which is prostate-specific uh, uh, antigen. Don't ask me what that all means. <laughs> it just means you've got over a certain score mm. of something. At different ages, you have different levels which are norm. But normally after seven, mm. if you're above seven, um, the higher you go, the higher the risk is mm. of they can't do something about it because yeah. you've left it too long. Mm. And that's the danger. If you leave it too long and the cancer gets worse, it's harder to treat. And the type of operation they do becomes more difficult for you. Right. So uh, fortunately, mine was 21. So it was high. Mm. Uh, and high enough to do something about it. Uh, you then go for what you call some biopsies where they take small samples out of your prostate and they test them for cancer. So we know now where it, and you get some test after that through a machine which scans your body to make sure that it hasn't gone outside the prostate because mm. that then makes it more difficult to treat because yeah. once it's gone outside that, Sorry, outside that, then you, then there is a, a, an issue to to look at, which is more complicated. Sure. But fortunately, that all that was all good. It's all inside the thing. And then I went to have uh, to Mount Vernon Hospital, which then did a radiation treatment, and I had twenty one days of five minutes of radiation. Right. Uh, and I also had uh, two 
hormone injections which was designed to reduce your testosterone levels mm. to keep that uh, manliness down yeah. and uh, and then I was after that I went to see the specialist and had a blood test and I felt like James Bond because my score came out at zero zero seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite happy with myself and uh, it can fluctuate a bit and I'm on a regular six monthly checkup mm. with a consultant and a blood test. Sure. Uh, and that's where we are four years later. But I do believe yeah. if I hadn't gone on this program, mm. I wouldn't have done any exercise. My weight would have stepped go, going up because oh. I was retired. I've, mm. you know, what, you know, I'm not going to work every day. Yeah. Um, and I think the whole family would suffer mm. because of it. Yeah. So we've had one exclusive that potentially David is going to be the next James Bond after Daniel <laughs> Craig has <laughs> stepped down. So that's uh, that's definitely exclusive. Yeah, as long as I've got a, a wheelchair, I'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, you just touched on there, um, obviously, the benefits to you um, physically um, and socially in terms of, you know, um, that social element. But um, could you just touch on emotionally how that's kind of impacted on you as well? Yeah, I, I think you go through that emotions at the beginning when you first hear that word cancer, and I think everybody does, and it doesn't matter which cancer you have, everybody feels this is the end. And you get this thing of, what am I going to do? Because all the children and your wife are now thinking, where do we go from here? Yeah. And it's easy to fall into a uh, despair. Sure. And you can't allow that to happen mm. because they have to continue. Even if it was really, really serious that you were given six months to live, you've still got to think of the people that are still going to be left behind. So you have to put on a positive attitude. And the exercise, believe it or not, does help because you're doing something to stop it deteriorating. You're doing something to improve your health. And I think... It gives the other people, when they see you being strong, they become stronger. Mm. And they can see that you're not lying down and accepting it. And I think that's where, for me, that seeing other people, and I could go home and say, so and so, you wouldn't believe this. For example, one of the people that was in the gym with me had a claustrophobia bag. So he had a bag yeah. outside of him mm. on his waist mm. collecting his urine. Mm. And he was doing the exercise. Amazing. And I and that's the sort of person I go, why am I moaning? Mm -hmm. mm. I've got to get on with it. Yeah. Stop being, you know. <laughs> inspiring stuff, inspiring stuff, absolutely. Yeah. Kishore, you just want to come in? Yeah, I want to uh, say about the signs. मैं अपने लोगों को देव बताना चाहता हूँ ये स्ट्रोक के जो साइन है ना उन पर पूरा ध्यान दो थोड़ा सा भी फेस और आर्म में हैवीनेस आए तो ये मत सोचो कि मैं ठीक हो जाऊँगा क्योंकि जब हॉस्पिटल में जाते हो वो स्पेशल यूनिट में जाते हैं और वो उसी टाइम से उसका ट्रीटमेंट शुरू कर देते हैं जितनी जल्दी ट्रीटमेंट शुरू हो जाए उतनी जल्दी उतना ज़्यादा 
बिल्कुल ठीक हो सकते हो काफ़ी हद तक एक लेडी की एग्जांपल है वो स्कूल में काम करती थी 11 बजे स्कूल को गई तो उसकी सुपरवाइज बोली तेरे को क्या हो गया ऐसे लगता है जैसे तेरे को स्ट्रोक हो गया कहती जब घर पे जाना तो डॉक्टर को फ़ोन करना ओके जब वो घर पे आई तो उसने सोचा कि पता नहीं क्या होने वाला है तो वो बोलता मैं हॉस्पिटल में जाऊँगी वो खाना बनाने लगी बच्चों के लिए तो खाना भी बना के रख दिया फिर उसकी जो नीस आई चार बजे काम से तो उसने बोला आंटी ये आपको क्या हो गया चल मैं तेरे को हॉस्पिटल में लेकर जाती वो उसको वॉक एंड सेंटर में ले गई तो तब जाकर उसने डॉक्टर ने उसको सीधा बोला शी वॉज ए स्ट्रॉन्ग लेडी मगर क्या हुआ कि उसका ट्रीटमेंट हो गया तो बड़ी जल्दी वो काफ़ी रिकवर हो गई थी एक महीने में वो बैक टू वर्क जाने वाली थी सो मैं सब एशियन लोगों से अपील करता हूँ कि जो स्ट्रोक के साइन हैं उन पर पूरा ध्यान दो जल्द ये मत सोचो कि तुम ठीक हो जाओगे कुछ गोली खाने से जा नहीं अगर साइन है तो जल्दी से नाइन 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 को लो और स्ट्रोक के साइन बताओ तो एम्बुलेंस आपको ले जाएगी Are there any kind of types of cancer that um, particularly um, are supported by exercise and um, the work that you do, or is it pretty much every type? Um, we support every type of cancer. Um, our predominantly, um, we get a lot of ladies that have breast cancer. Yeah. Um, or have had breast cancer. Um, the other. Uh, main sort of types are colon bowel prostate um head and neck um they're the main sort of people that we see but mm. it is open to all to all sort of all types of different cancers um research research shows that um exercise is is associated with a 30 to 50% reduction um in colon and breast cancer recurrence mm. so it's really really important to to stay as active as you can Mm. um even after diagnosis 30% 30 50% yeah 50% well that really is um quite statistic isn't yeah. it yeah and can i ask each of you individually in terms of um you know given your experience starting with you david what what advice would you give to someone who's who might be living with cancer well i think the f- first thing i would say is to anyone who thinks they have the symptoms Uh, to start with is go to the doctors as soon as possible don't be embarrassed because they see this every day uh, and you're just another person coming through the door um, secondly if you are diagnosed with cancer doesn't matter which cancer it is sign up to a program because you can do this exercise program they've now started that more preactive before you have an operation or radiation and the nhs uh, statistics show that the fitter you are before an operation the quicker you'll recover mm. um and i think for me um i would say that life sometimes knocks you back on your back mm-hmm. but it's up to you to choose whether you get up again and i'm suggesting to you to get up and take one step of your journey and sign up with macmillan Luton active and start getting yourself fit. You owe it to your partner, you owe it to your children, 
but most of all, you owe it to yourself. And lastly from me, I think, unless you have another question is, it's not about the years in your life, it's about the life in your years. Well said. Yeah. I think that's, that's truly been inspiring. I mean, we've had lots of guests on. We've been running this program now for about three and a half years, and I think some of the things you've said um, have really been, um, you know, heartwarming in relation to that positive message mm. around what can be done and some of the fantastic support that you've received through the uh, Active oh. Luton uh, Macmillan service as well. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it without them. Yeah. I would have still been at my home walking up and down mm. because I retired before my wife mm. and once I'd taken the dog for a walk yeah. mm. he didn't want to know me Yeah, <laughs> you know? couldn't have done it without them and um, thankfully you didn't need to because they were, they, were, they were there and they that came, service that they available. came to me I, I didn't know anything about it Yeah. Uh, so yeah I was one of the lucky ones. That Absolutely. Straight Absolutely. Sarah, can you just touch on a little bit more around, I think you've opened up the criteria around dementia as well. Can you just touch on that and what else is happening around total wellbeing? We just have a few minutes left. Yeah, so we've only recently opened up our criteria to dementia. Um, so we're, we are offering one-to-one support for anyone that's been affected by dementia and Alzheimer's um, for, um, for for the person and, and the carer to come in and join us, um, even if it's just for some um, a coffee just to get just to get um, you out of the house or to just get some exercise um, at any of our active Luton centres. We offer one-to-one support or we, off- we also do small group training as well, specifically for people that have been affected by dementia. Cool. What do you mean by uh, training, sorry? So, like, we do, like, chair-based fitness. Um, we do Pilates, yoga. Um, it's been proved... Uh, research has shown that um, people with dementia really like racket sports. So okay. we, we do do um, badminton and things like that as well. So mm. we kind of tailor it to the person. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Um, and Natalie, for yourself, in terms of uh, what other services might be available that you've been working on? Um, so one that we have got, um, recently brought in is um, a chronic pain management one. Um, and that's for people with osteoarthritis, arthrit- basically any of the, os- of the arthritis family. Um, and it's basically what we try to aim to do is to give them more of an educated um, side of their conditions. They can have more of an understanding of their condition, how they can make things um, more manageable for themselves through exercise. Um, yeah, which is going really well at the moment. Fantastic. So uh, we literally only have a few seconds left. So that just gives me an opportunity to thank our guests for giving up their um, evening and joining us live on Inspire FM today. Uh, We will be having a show next week, which will be live again. And um, it will be focusing on body image. So we'll be having uh, a range of different guests talking about body image and mental health. And I'll just pass over finally to Sarah. Um, yeah, just really quickly, um, it is Mental Health Awareness Week next week. Um, we will be at the um, Luton Shopping Mall um, on the 15th. Um, so please come and say hi to us. Um, if you're suffering from any sort of emotional health, don't struggle alone. Come and speak to us and there'll be lots of different services there for you to get some support. Fantastic. So that's at the Mall next week? Yeah, that Fantastic. is. Fantastic. Great. So you can join the guys there. Thank you very much for joining us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.